and welcome back to the Sheffield Gaming Podcast, the show that is designed to bring together all those who play, work, live and love games in this lovely city of ours. Every show is designed to let you know all about what is going on in games and in Sheffield and most importantly in games and in Sheffield at the same time. Uh, this month I am joined by my co-hosts Matt. Hi, I'm Matt from the Trias Board Game Cafe. And Jade. Hi, I'm Jade, and I'm a community manager at Ember and part-time Twitch streamer. Yeah, and my name is Connor, uh, previously of the National Video Game Museum, now working for Boneloaf. Um, and also, uh, star of the uh, Fall Guys Twitter account. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. Did I, did I, probably didn't. I, I, I don't know if Leah <laughs> told you, right? So uh, so you may have seen that, actually, on the, a funny story, that a nice, nice place to start. Um, a couple of days ago, uh, Fall Guys went free to play. It's free to play, it's now cross platform. Mm-hmm. You can play on the Nintendo Switch, you can play on the Xbox, play on the PlayStation, um, which is really cool, really exciting. And to celebrate it, their Twitter uh, team, or the Twitter marketing team for Fall Guys, decided to go to the lovely city of Skegness and have bought a bench. Um, and they got it opened by the mayor of Skegness. Wow! With okay. a whole like orchestra to open this bench, and this bench is in the middle of a camping site, about an hour's walk away from the beach. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know where. Uh, anyway, um, I just so happened to be going to Skegness this weekend, so I made sure to drop in on the Fall Guys bench, mainly because you know, work thing. I work for a similar game, Gang Beasts, and yeah. you know, I might want to do some fun whilst I was there. But yeah. that might be incoming. That might be out by the time this podcast is out. It might not be. You've both got spongy protagonists. You run in similar circles. Yeah, but Leah, Leah took, took a picture of us on this bench and it got retweeted by the Four Guys Twitter account. <laughs> we are currently, uh, Leah and mine mentions on Twitter are just full of people asking why we haven't fixed the game yet, <laughs> um, which is just inevitable. <laughs> as uh, Look at any Gang Beasts tweet as well, you'll see the exact same. It's a, stra- yeah. Yeah, it's a strange thing to, yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, sat, I'm just sat on a bench. I can't fix four guys. Uh, <laughs> enjoy it. For it. It's, yeah, it's on the Switch now. Enjoy it. Stay time. I wrote, actually, uh, when I was working for the NBM, we once got retweeted by Rockstar Games, actually. And yeah. I had to spend the entire day saying, no, we will not release GTA 6. <laughs> People just expected the NBM to release it. Like, I don't even know if it exists yet. Oh, uh, I don't know. But, um, yeah. but yes. Yeah, that's anyway. for you. It's a magical land. But that was, yeah, that was my weekend, actually, this weekend. Uh, I did go to Skegness. Had a great time. Went around the arcades. Uh, did my traditional arcade run of yeah. finding a dance map machine yep. and I have to do my three songs which is uh, five, six, seven, eight by steps to warm up I then do La Senorita and then I do End of the Century um, which to people that have probably played the game they might make sense but to anyone else who's never played that game yeah. it just sounds ridiculous <laughs> yeah. but it is a, a um, it's like having a karaoke standard isn't it yeah it is Yeah, it's my karaoke standard yeah. that's my dancing stage uh, Euromix standard yeah um, <laughs> And and then and then I found a time crisis machine and played that for a little bit and that's 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 why I do it every. Arcade. When you say a little bit, how long did you really play it for? Oh no, actually no, the mach- the, the machine wasn't in good nick actually, oh. and the pedal was a bit broken, so only only two credits. Which, so um, like only two hours. End of, <laughs> end, of, end of stage one in Time Crisis Four. Um, I don't find Time Crisis Two anymore. That's my that's my favourite. Can't can't find it anywhere. I think I think a, part, a, a half of my time in arcades, and I've been to I went to. Um, down to Pool and Dorset, which is, a, is mm. on the coast. I also like a couple of weeks ago went down to to Scarborough, so it was like uh, last month went to Scarborough. Um, so I've, I've been my arcade experience at the moment has now started to feature. See how exactly how much money it takes to win something in a two p machine. Oh wow! Like like the prizes, yeah. And it's a, about five pounds. 
That tracks. That, I think like, that it's, track. it's a round fiver to, yeah. to get yourself um, uh, something that looks vaguely precarious. Hmm. You know, a rubber duck or something, not too yeah. heavy. But yeah. can you put a price on that feeling you get when all the pennies fall into the tray? You can't. You, and, and that's the thing. What you're doing is buying, playing a 2P machine for a <laughs> yeah. while. So if, if you... And, and this is the test, right? If you're on a 2P machine and you're expecting to get money back... You, you're not there for the right reason. If you're playing a 2P machine... You're, you're under 10 years old. Yes, yeah. Like yeah you're yeah. that naive. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if you're playing a 2P machine and your eyes have glazed over because you don't care, you just want the prize, you're, not, you're also not there for the right reason. True, true. If you're playing it and having fun and trying to get to a prize... That's when you're. That's when you're okay with the yep. two P machine. That's arcade Nirvana. Exactly. <laughs> but I got back in time today uh, to attend the Sheffield Game Swap, uh, which just happened uh, earlier today, Sunday. The what day is it? End of June. I can't remember. Twenty <laughs> sixth. Whatever, whatever yeah. day we're recording on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was able to be there uh, for, we were open for six hours and we must have seen I don't know hundreds if not approaching four figures the amount yeah. of kind of people and or games that came through uh, that game swap so it was held at Patriot Games um, it was uh, all organised by uh, by Jim Patriot Games and Ruth of the Treehouse Board Game Cafe mm-hmm. they did so much work to kind of get this get this open and it was ran for the, the charity Roundabout Sheffield so raising money for, char- for, for, for Roundabout Sheffield and we just had a load of games and people came and brought their own games and then we swapped them all and everyone left with games that they've never played before yeah. and it was amazing it was incredible it was a re- it, it was so busy so full uh, like thriving with people just what was nice was being there on the circuit sort of like you know because you go around the tables um, looking for you know your catch and then looking over to the to your right as you get to the end ha- clutching the, ga- the games that you've already got and then <laughs> Looking right and seeing, oh no, someone's just come in with a load of with a bag of games to do, to donate. Oh, I'll have to do another circuit. <laughs> <laughs> you just go around again, looking for the looking for if anything's changed. And early on in that first half an hour when I was there, that changed a lot. It oh. was it was it was massive. Like the, you could go around once and then go around the, the next time, and there was like a brand new stock of games. Yeah, yeah. I think we must have started with about. Um, I want to say. 100 board games at least right at least and within 45 minutes like I didn't see I saw maybe two or three from the original selection the rest were all new and there were 150 games there now right yeah it was it got so the, the turnover was incredible there were so many fun really good games there proper big highlights as well like it wasn't just that everybody bought a copy of connect four or you know twister or yeah. something um people bought like their big games out like the yeah. games that were donated throughout the day so um for those of you that kind of that might understand board games these are usually like kind of big kind of miniatures they've got miniatures on them they're, they're, they're big kind of huge kind of games that take two three hours to play yeah um, there was a copy of Alchemist you played Alchemist oh, I've got a copy of Alchemist oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah like there was, there was three copies of that came in and out throughout the day really yeah well other, other games as well like so there was the Bloodborne uh, board game which kind of came in and was out in, in, in seconds there was stuff like uh, the Gloomhaven prequel game which was really exciting not the big yes. copy of Gloomhaven there were some massive big games that were taken there though like huge big boxes with yeah. like hundreds 200 300 different like, miniatures in them and stuff yeah um, I kind of went had in and, out. and a few of those and I was like no I can't buy it just for the miniatures <laughs> I have to let someone have the 
game and <laughs> enjoy the game I can't just buy this for the miniatures yeah and then and then um, there was like also we also had like uh, role playing games as well and we had some role playing game books like mm-hmm. from, for, for, for Warhammer or for I don't know I think you might have grabbed one didn't you I, I got, grabbed, a, grabbed a couple actually yeah. uh, <laughs> not only did I uh, indulge in my collection of 4th uh, edition which is the previous edition of D&D books yep. um, I also grabbed myself the prize possession of my <laughs> collection now the Angel role playing game core book um, as in Angel David Boreanaz uh, uh-huh. Angel the, 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 the man Bones from Bones the, um, the, the Buffy spin-off yeah the yeah. Buffy spin-off <laughs> from the 2000s uh, and um, there's an apparently I learned today that there's an RPG game for it uh, like, a, like a, a tabletop role-playing game and no I don't want to play it but yes I did want that book um, <laughs> so really, really... you can be in your own episode of Angel <laughs> yeah. said no what? there are people who are I live with who uh, have have watched all of Angel so they're going to absolutely devour that thing <laughs> maybe we need to do just a one shot <laughs> yeah um, but but uh, so there was yeah there was lots of role playing games there was lots of big kind of board games lots of party games and you know people did bring in copies of like you know their Monopolies or kind of the, the, mm. those kind of games and then they went again immediately <laughs> afterwards even there were no copies of those kind of like more traditional games that were there was a couple one or two but yeah. none of them were left they no, got picked up as well people really wanted those and then there was also video games we trialled having a video game yeah. selection at this game swap as well which I wasn't sure how it would go because mm-hmm. there were lots of places where you can go and trade in video games yeah. and get yourself money um, but that didn't stop people coming and donating stuff because I think they realised it was for a good cause yeah. Yeah. so there was a bunch of kind of Playstation 4 games or Xbox games that were thrown in and then there was a bunch of really like older kind of those Commodore 64 games yeah a lot of those, lot of those uh, cassettes loved seeing those yeah um, and, and, and yeah and actually so the video games kind of went well but there were more video games left over than there were initially which was odd um, board games wise there absolutely wasn't everything had been like cleared out I think we had three or four boxes left over over, but we would have filled 30 or 40 if we'd packed everything up so um yeah a really 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 successful event really fun i hope if you did come down hope you picked up something cool yeah thank you if you donated anything cool as well i'm sure it's gone i'm sure it's definitely gone to a, a new home a new home where it's going to be loved and played as well yeah so. i mean if you did if you got something you, you're really happy with let us know at the, yeah. on the uh, sgc twitter oh yeah you can tweet us can't you you can we got yeah. one of those we got great. and instagram actually you could just tell us wherever you want it is such a clear success as a as a yeah. um as an event right oh yeah um, um, it was thrumming with energy and people and constantly people coming in and out mm-hmm. and many people will have you know if this would be their first time going to Patriot many people they're regular to Patriot and they're just like oh a new, a new thing because mm-hmm. normally in the past these game swaps have been held at Treehouse mm-hmm. have been a board game exclusive um, and so that's probably why you saw more board games especially mm-hmm. with it being of, of course um, at Patriot you're going to have that that clientele mm-hmm. crossover is is perfect for that but um, I would like to see in the future uh, more video games uh, yeah. more video game mem- memorabilia and I want to see some more of those old Commodore 64 <laughs> cartridges coming they were incredible out. weren't they they yeah. were so nice to look at as well yeah they are some of them had the receipts from when they were first bought oh, um, so from a place called Microfun um, in Hillsborough oh, I think there's one in Rotherham yeah, as well yeah stamps on some of the cassettes as well wasn't there like little labels on yeah yeah, yeah. Really cool. uh, or for 199 and then we found a, uh, a Micro Machines 2 oh. CD-ROM 
um, that when you opened the CD case, it had a note from mum saying she was <laughs> going to be out for a bit. Make sure you do something, your schoolwork or something. And then, but it was only half a message. And then you turned it over and you realised why it was only half a message because the other side had been used as a scrap bit of paper by the computer to tell you how to open the installation file for <laughs> Micro Machines 2 is like go to programs go scroll down to the bottom and press start scroll and go to programs so cute. <laughs> scroll down to the bottom and use the use the directory for MM2 so Jake you are uh, they're a little bit late unfortunately so I think you missed you missed some bits but did, did. You, did you did you see anything cool that you, that you fancied um, I did really like those Commodore 64 cassettes to be honest yeah. like they're quite aesthetically appealing to me I yeah. like the diddy bits of artwork on them and they're quite nice on a shelf aren't they they're, they're stackable yeah. Um, it's a yeah. shelf piece yeah that, that, that was definitely my favourite thing there um, yeah by the time I got there it'd been so busy like you guys have said that it was just it was empty wasn't it pretty much there's <laughs> hardly anything left yeah. it's just like the dust that people <laughs> leaving with all their new games so yeah unfortunately for me I didn't I didn't get to see it it's busiest whereas, whereas you Matt you were there you were there from, from minute one yes so- and then away and then back and then away and then back <laughs> I just kept coming back to see if I could uh, p- uh, like uh, you know poach something else so what what, what, what was your hoard what did, what did you collect oh okay so I got in? I got the Warhammer Quest um, adventure card game and uh, I got uh, a bunch of RPG books I got a couple of like I said a couple of old D&D books as well as uh, the Lord of the Rings role-playing game book. Um, and I got something from Ravensburger. It was a little... I can't remember what it's called. I think it might be called Echoes or something, uh, which is like a uh, an audio mystery Ooh. game. So Ooh. it was like a tiny little box, and I'm just, I, I haven't had a chance to play it. I, I don't know what's going on with it. I'm just... <laughs> looking forward to finding out because I love weird audio things right audio bits of media that just gets mixed up with uh, multimedia um, and it's like you've got a bit of cardboard that have a little um, symbol on the back that you scan with an app and it bring it, it plays a um, an audio file right and you have to try and figure out why this um, this ghost is uh, you know haunting the halls of this theater and you have to do so by uh, putting these uh, clues in the right order by listening to the audio file and trying to figure out figure out kind of what order the events leading to the uh, to the ghost uh, um, uh, would would take place and so I'm looking forward to like just diving into that because that's going to sound really good it sounds like a real one shot thing yeah. but perfect for a game swap right yeah you, I don't have to destroy anything to complete it I just you know like it's not like a legacy game where you um, or, or one of those kind of escape room games where mm-hmm. oftentimes you've got to rip up a, uh, a piece of paper or you've got to fold things over mm-hmm. I don't have to do any of that I, I can pass this to the next person who likes it they can download the app and then they can play it and then you, you can just have like joy that just you know you mm-hmm. pass on and pass on and pass on maybe I'll wait till the next game swap because I think we're going to try and make them a little bit more regular yep uh, and I'll put that back into the pile and then everyone then, then someone else can pick that up and go like oh that looks interesting I'll have that I'll take that home that'd be really cool yeah I, I think like I'd like it I think yeah. I'd try and, try and grab it next time so. excellent yeah I think um, that sounds awesome the uh, and, and, and then in, in the meantime both of us have given uh, roundabout some, some money yeah uh, one thing I that, that came out of it that, that Ruth was saying um, uh, was that we'd seen quite a lot of games that were from the last mm-hmm. game swap which uh, is is the same, right? Like, like I'm I'm going to be putting that back on the table. Jay's going to swipe it uh, as soon as I go past um, and, and put it onto the table. Next game swap. Once I've played this game, but there were games from previous game swaps um, that had been 
brought to the game swap by someone else mm. someone else had picked it up and then they brought it back to the game swap so someone else can, can enjoy next time and I love that because there's a few months between them you can play that game to your heart's content yeah. get all the love all the joy and then say thank you to that game and oh. go or if you have taken it it's enough time for you to accept that actually no you're never going to play this <laughs> you might as well take yeah, it back Come on, you've not been able to get six of you together for a while now it's probably not going to do it the next year you might as well give it someone else <laughs> that could also happen but I prefer ever the optimist yes. I, I, I prefer to think of it as that is someone has had their absolute maximum capacity of fun out of that thing uh, <laughs> and and now it's time to time to give it to someone else mm-hmm. lovely so game swap if you missed this one not to worry uh, we will be back with another one there's no set date for one yet but they've been such a success that I think we'd be stupid not to do another one yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and we've got lots of Commodore 64 games that we still need to bring back <laughs> later. Um, so uh, obviously it's been a really fun nice summery month it's been very sunny yeah. um, over June has anybody else gone up, been up to anything really exciting this month? Did they get a chance to go to any games or hear about any kind of fun games events nearby? Um, well, I, I, I mean, I, I was uh, away for this uh, for this past week and had a lovely time uh, messing about on arcades. Uh, yeah. And and the, I, I went to the first arcade in a while that I've been to that has tickets. Yeah, I remember. You, I used to go to the one in Meadow Hall, um, the the arcade in Meadow Hall that Another had the cinema. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, and that one had a load of tickets. There's, there is there was a new one actually opened up next to the cinema again in Meadow Hall. Oh really? Yeah, about three or four months ago. Um, mm. There is a ticket ticket arcade again. It's very small, just to the just to the corner of it. Um, I'm not sure what they've got. I think it's mainly like the ears, mainly like ticket ones. They've not got you know your your, your experience games or your, yeah your, your driving games or anything mm. like that. They might do. I don't, I'm not too sure. I've not checked I, it out. I've found that like much like the trickle of XP you get in an RPG and stuff a lot of these ticket places are now um, even just um, you know you're playing the the, the 2P machine you're playing the uh, a crane game or whatever mm-hmm. even if you don't win they print out some tickets anyway yeah. because they're like you'll, they're like oh give you a little bit of dopamine yeah, you know you like, try. yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> I don't so, think they used to do that the, I think the they ones. used to be entirely like just if you get the ball in the hoop now you get some tickets. You had to earn it back then. Yeah. Back in my day, you had to earn, <laughs> earn your tickets. Well, have you found... So this is... Right, so we talked about the perfect 2P machine experience mm-hmm. earlier. Have you found the 2P machine that not only do you have fun putting the 2Ps in and watching more 2Ps drop, not only are there prizes that you can win, yeah. but actually there's a meta game going on that you can earn tickets for as well. Yes, yeah, Scooby's bonus points. I found, yeah. I found. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, I didn't incredible. understand it because there aren't instructions. But <laughs> I was, I was earning some. Don't get me wrong. I was earning some Scooby bonus points, <laughs> and I do not know how. <laughs> Amazing. I've had a Pac-Man one actually yesterday. That was incredible. It would be nice to have it like pinball. You know where you can you can kind of shoot for that. You know you mm. can try and you can try and think. Th- feel like even if you're not feel like you're finessing it um, <laughs> by like oh I'm choosing to go uh, put this 2p in the middle slot rather than the right hand slot and, and so I have made a victory over this <laughs> machine I'm, I'm sure there is because every time I go to an arcade now in the UK and I think a lot of people kind of says that arcades are, are, are either dying or dead or right or they're not like, as, yeah. as, they, as they once were 
every time I go, I see new innovation in these arcades, mm. and it really excites me. And that's why I, that, that game exists. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I've not seen it, but I know it exists because yeah. they're they're always trying something new. Um, I got actually one of the coolest games I tried yesterday was the Minecraft Dungeons arcade game. I was going to try right? that, but we ran out of time. It was really fun because yeah. you start the game, you put your money in, you select what character is, and it, 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 it's so it's Minecraft Dungeons, which is a top-down kind of dungeon crawler kind of deal, kind of like your Diablo games. Or, yeah. Or you know some like or Gauntlet is, 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 a, is a really iconic one as well. Um, so you do that, and it's built. It's this huge screen with this like four kind of gaming spaces poking out of it, and you can sit down and play. And you put your money in, you choose your character, and it prints you a card. So it prints. It gives you just like immediately like shoots shoots card like a little like collectible card game, like you know, okay. it's like a Pokemon card or something like that. But that Pokemon card has either like a weapon on it, or an armor piece, or a pet, ah. or a skin for your character. And then before you start the game, it says how many cards do you have, and you get one for every time you put a pound in or a fifty p in or whatever. Yeah. you get one more card. Okay, it says how many do you have? You can scan them in and you can like customize your character before you start oh, the game. Wow. So if you go back on another day or find another Minecraft arcade machine, you just take your Minecraft uh, Dungeons arcade game card out, you yeah. scan it right there, it's right on top, and just suddenly your character now has a wolf pet or a polar bear or oh, has uh, wow. like a, a, a special bow. Um, and then you can swap them in and out during the game as well. So like if you reach a, a, a big special boss that might be weak to, to ranged missiles or a specific kind of ranged missile, you can then get your, your wizard staff yeah. weapon out scan it in and bam you can use throwing magic at this that's thing that's so cool um, which is just like that's yeah I mean I, I think that's this is the kind of innovation that's probably been seen in Japanese arcades and in other places yeah. quite a bit like, I know they have you know arcade cards that you can kind of sign in or save yeah. your high scores or, or, or whatever um, but it's just nice to see that becoming more mainstream in, in the UK as well for sure um, and that was not the only kind of different kind of fun innovative arcade game I saw there was loads in there so yeah, yeah. Uh, one other thing that happened uh, this month and is continuing to happen but um, unfortunately we didn't manage to announce it last month mm-hmm. um, was because uh, I just I completely missed it uh, Charity Grimm and Co um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of these these guys um, they're based in Rotherham and they um, they support uh, young writers mm-hmm. uh, like uh, support the kind of like uh, creative development of, of, of uh, young people uh, and um, they have just uh, kind of kicked off um, on a an adventure creating a fantastical sport from scratch um, so them uh, like a, a bunch of uh, nine to thirteen year olds mm-hmm. uh, for the past two weeks and now for uh, um, and for the next four mm-hmm. so six weeks in total are doing a a, a meeting every Thursday to design a a, a uh, as they describe a totally bizarre fantastically silly highly unusual new team sport for magical beings um, and so they're they're t- like making a sport from scratch and just making all the all the mascots and all the rules and all of the uh, star players and they're just going to make up uh, make up stuff about it um, and uh, then uh, write it all down and then they are going to uh, kind of like uh, they're going to try and play it if they can yeah. and if they can't then <laughs> they're not going to worry about it but um, uh, like uh, as I've had with uh, as I've seen with Grimm & Co usually they, they will write it down and they'll publish it somewhere so that you, uh, everyone can read it yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah it's, it's a really I just thought it was a really cool idea just to, to, to have this uh whole process of not only designing the the game from scratch 
but also the things around it, the, the weird beings that are going to be playing yeah. it, and the the star players and the story that goes with that, and like um, I thought that was a really cool thing. I, I wanted to make sure I mentioned it. Zoo ball, or I'm trying to think of what my name of my my magical oh, sport okay. would be. Oh yes. Um, my brain like, immediately went to like, what's the kit going to look like? Like, what's the uniform? <laughs> yeah. like, what are they going to need? Are they going to need bats? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't know yet. Sick. Co are fantastic. So they actually have a space in Rotherham, yeah. um, I believe, um, which is just meant to be absolutely incredible. And I've heard. Obviously, I used to work at the National Video Game Museum, so definitely go there for going on lots of school trips as well. Um, but I've heard that the Grimm and Co school trips are the greatest in yeah. the entire country. They have like they're, they're in their space. It's like decked out like a shop, and you have to like. I think it's like an alchemist shop, right? Yeah. You go pick your potions that are going to be your your ingredients for what your story might be, and then you have to mix them all together. And they've got like a slide and like hidden passages, and like this is in like just on like the high street in, in Rotherham. It's a um, really cool immersive space. Yeah, it's just, just amazing. They've actually come down um, to us a couple of times uh, to the Treehouse, oh, nice. um, and uh, they created a board game. Uh, which you can play at the treehouse actually really? yeah That's um, so uh, yeah they do all sorts of stuff um, I wanted to make sure I mentioned this because if you are listening to this and have kids mm. this sort of stuff goes on all the time Mm-hmm. Like this isn't you know flash in the pan one and done thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be creating a sport from scratch, uh, but like they do all all sorts of uh, cool little courses and uh, and stuff, just like uh, adventures in narrative. And I think it, it, it's it's well worth keeping your eye on that for like family entertainment mm-hmm. as we approach the uh, the dreaded. Uh, doldrums of of summer holidays. Eventually, you mm-hmm. know, we'll have that. We you, you have the first two weeks that's like, oh, this is great, you know, and then. Two weeks later, and you're like, "What do we do now?" We've, I've got bored kids. Uh, <laughs> is the treehouse treehouse is booked? Oh no! Um, yeah. P- plan ahead, book yeah. ahead, do it. I think zoo ball is the one. You know, I think that's what my sport's going to be. I think it's got animals, but you don't use the animals as a ball because that would be cruel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like you have to partner up with like magical cats. <laughs> and, some of the, and the cat boys like classic the ball. The ball is like a ball of yarn. And you have to work. I don't know. I don't know. There's something there. It's about like herding animals and herding a ball into. I don't and know. The ball is like a ball of yarn, and you can't cross over the yarn. It's like Tron. Oh, it's a, yes. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't step over that yarn. That's so unless cool. your cat start gathering it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that anyway uh, <laughs> later on because that would always spend too long. Too long doing that. Let's come on to the main topic of the show this month, and uh, there's been so much positivity yeah. in this in this episode so far. We want to bring it back down <laughs> to, to 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 our level. We want to throw some negative thoughts, negative sentiments in there because you know it's so sh- the sun's shining, everyone feels good, everyone's smiling. Well, not everyone, but you know uh, most people are having a good time right now, and we seem like we're having a good time on this podcast. And I want to ruin <laughs> storm, ruin storm cloud above yeah, the Sunday. I want to ruin everybody's everybody's Sunday by talking about what things we don't need in games and what things we don't like in games. Yeah, uh, I think Jade, you were like, it sounds like a, a room one one thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so something that you could get rid of ever like forever, whether it's like a mechanic in a game, like a genre, um, whether it's a specific game, anything you want, you just you want shot of it. You just never want to see it again. Something you just want to remove. Yeah, yeah, get just. Rid of. Delete. Right, go on. Who, who, who wants to? Who wants to start? Who wants to? I'll go first. Yeah. I... Is it going to be like a controversial one, or is it like everyone's going to? I don't know. Uh, I know. I think everyone can get behind this in okay. a way. Okay. Um, I think plus 
one or two percent needs to go from games. Um, I think okay. uh, if I'm playing an RPG or any any game, I'd never want to see spend this or wear this and you get plus one percent anything, <laughs> right? At least give me five or ten percent <laughs> yeah. something, you know. Yeah. I, I I can't see one percent jump height. I can't see. I can't, I'm not gonna know whether or not I've kicked a ball two percent further. Yeah. Um, give me ten, and I can moon jump all over the place. Go wacky. Don't make me grounded. Plus one percent ice immunity. Yeah, I. Hate it. I, don't I mean, I'm on a notice. volcano planet. Like, <laughs> why don't need this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's my that's something I, I wish uh, subtlety essentially uh, in game okay. design. I want to get rid of entirely. <laughs> nice. yeah. Why well, do you? It's just like it just encourages you to like. Oh, you've got to get the helmet and the, yeah. the braces and that. And then when you stack it all together, it might actually have a middling effect. Yeah, that's yeah. very yeah. ESO, isn't it? Like you need to get all of the gear before you yeah. you can do anything. Before you can fight the ice dragon, you yeah. get all the ice resist gear. I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> one, one and two percent. Yeah. See you later. Okay, Jay. What, what's yours? Oh no! Here we go. <laughs> I would like to get rid of the battle royale format from. Everything. Oh, wow, that's big. Yeah, yeah, that is big. They are popular. Yeah, sorry guys. Um, the reason is, um, I just don't. <laughs> I've played them before. Like played PUBG, and obviously Apex is pretty popular, and they all and Fortnite is kind of similar, but it's more like I don't know. I've not played Fortnite because I'm not ten. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, um, I think I've played two games of Fortnite on my Switch, and I did not understand it no that's, that's it and it's, it's very like bright and lovely and it's like oh this is fun and then you die and then it's like you know never mind yeah. um it's just it's the the repetition and i know that i've said previously that i do quite like repetitive tasks yeah but i don't want to spend 60 minutes gunning for the same thing every time and then doing it again and again and again mm. and it just seems like every, you land somewhere you run around for your, your guns or whatever. Mm -hmm. Your teammates probably aren't your fr actual friends, so they just go away anyway. So you are left. <laughs> or they drop in somewhere where you don't want to be. So you yeah. can't trust the people that you're playing with anyway, necessarily. Yeah. And then you all go and get your stuff. And then you get you either win or you lose, and it's just that forever. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. It seems like a lot. I think it's because the games last so long. If you're, if you're any good at it, you could be playing it for like half hour maybe a bit longer and then you either win or don't and that's that's the end of that yeah. sort of adrenaline high when you look at something like Call of Duty when it has Warzone right that's yeah. the, one of the biggest hottest battle royale games mm -hmm. that's kind of replaced the multiplayer match yeah. which was kind of you know that was that was probably a lot faster wasn't it yeah. probably a bit more repetitive yeah. you know, I, got, I think that was very repetitive for me and something I kind of enjoyed maybe it's but, the length of time it takes them for me like yeah. maybe it's what I don't like maybe I need like a lot of quick matches to keep me interested mm. not like I'm not going to put my heart and soul in with, you know, Brad and Dave for them to let me down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I feel like we're touching on some like some sore points here. God damn it, Brad. How dare you? And you know, and then either be the champion or not. It's just it's the same, isn't yeah. it? It's like yeah. champion or not. It follows the same tension and kind of imprint, I guess, um, into your life as like a League of Legends game. Hmm. You know, where it's like, I'm gonna spend forty five minutes in this game and what my teammates do is going to really impact how that ends. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, I, I understand. I understand that. Like, um, it feels like it should make you more cooperative, right? Yeah. It feels like it should make play more cooperative because it kind of punishes non-cooperative play. Mm -hmm. But 
you because you have no control over how cooperative other people are <laughs> that that you can have that like negative feeling constantly for that uh, for that like uh, you get 35 minutes in and then suddenly like someone you don't know does something uh, com- completely unreasonable and then yeah. you're just you're, you're, you're done and that was 35 minutes uh, <laughs> if, if, if you consider it like uh, misspent right mm. um, yeah yeah which I think for me just obviously it's just our personal room one ones yeah. I think that time for me does <laughs> no, feel Jade, no no no, no. <laughs> this this is is you're, real... you're making a judgement across <laughs> no. all of video you are game alright fine <laughs> yep I am <laughs> I'm going to double down instead of taking it back <laughs> Okay, um, but yeah, I, I do, and I think about you know you're either going to be number one, and it doesn't matter if you're number two. You get nothing for being number two. There's mm. no chuffy badge for you know coming second. You're just the yeah. champion, or you're not. Yeah. Uh, like you either you win or you lose, and it and maybe it's the fact that as the teams get whittled down, I just get more and more anxious. Yeah, well. <laughs> you are sat with that anxiety for a long time. Where are they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't make me feel very good at the end. So, mm. and that's why. I would like to yeah. put them in the bin, please. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. They're gone. Uh, yes. In they go. Uh, Connor, what, 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 what are you getting rid of? Um, okay, so I was very close to choosing um, something that I hate right now. Yeah. Um, which is the Nintendo Switch. The yeah. console. console itself. <laughs> very close to choosing that. And I'd love to kind of get rid of that because I don't like it as a piece of machinery, as a kind of thing... But if I was to get rid of the Nintendo Switch, I'd have to get rid of a bunch of the really good innovations that it's brought across, such as combining handheld and 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 on your TV and you know console. That yeah. that's good, I, I guess. Yeah. But the way it's been done with the Switch, I really dislike. But anyway, I'm not going to get rid of it because it brings in a lot of good things and there's a lot of really good games on that console. Mm-hmm. Like I'd love Super Mario Odyssey, for example. So I don't want to get rid of that stuff. So instead, then I am going to get rid of the trend of free-to-play games in general right and I'm I'm happy to kind of get rid of the good free-to-play games here okay so like and and, you know there are a lot of games that you can go to a game swap and pick up for free yeah right and then you play that's not what I'm counting as a free-to-play game if you're finding a way of playing a game that previously was sold then it's now free Uh, what I'm talking about is is kind of games that are designed kind of to be free-to-play that then make their money Elsewhere, yeah, via oh. service games, yeah. service that games, need stuff your like that. constant yeah, or, nickel and diming. And there's a lot of them in the mobile space, right? And the reason I want to get rid of those is because sometimes they're fantastic games, and I don't want to kind of name names, but hey, let's name a name. Lost Ark, right? That's yeah. a really good free to play game that sure. originally always designed to be free to play. Yeah, um, can't play that game without having this. N- constant feeling it's constant from the second I boot up the game mm. to the second I stop playing it without thinking I would be having a better experience if I paid money yeah. yeah and even if I'm enjoying it I'm thinking this could be better if I paid money and, and even if you spend like, money you're feeling I could have a better experience if I played, paid more money paid more money yeah. exactly yeah and it's not like I can just pay a fiver and that's it And because if I could do that great yeah. I would like that be, I'd absolutely love Free it me of that feeling it's, it's, it's fiver for then just a few more gems or a little gacha roll or something and then I'm back where I started again yeah and that constant feeling is still there mm-hmm. and it's that feeling that I get that it's you know and I'm I can be quite stingy with the money so sometimes I'll be quite stubborn about not putting money into it and I know not everybody's like that some yeah. people can kind of not play free to play games because they're scared of that right and I feel particularly kind of sorry for those kind of people yeah. as well um, because there are some fantastic free to play games out yeah. there that are really fun but that feeling of constantly feel like I need to spend money 
back and go in the bin. Yeah, absolutely. Game, so. And it's and it's like the, the the game design is actively affected, right? Like yeah. you have to make the game less satisfying to play in order to make you feel like it would be more satisfying with the gacha stuff or the yeah. or the free to play stuff. I started playing uh, Diablo Immortal and I just I couldn't I couldn't progress past the point my the yeah. first point in which I bumped up against if I that that feeling right because I'd never felt that before in in Diablo yeah. even with the real money auction house in Diablo three I'd never <laughs> felt that before yeah. right well um, I think that's a different thing because you paid for the game initially yeah like Overwatch for example I adored Overwatch now, Overwatch has a pretty strong microtransaction policy yeah it's got mm-hmm. loot boxes and you know um, you could constantly buy more loot boxes to get more amazing yeah. skins. But even if I didn't spend any money on any kind of loot box, I still feel like I was having a great time because I bought the game. Yeah. Because mm. I spent money on it. I don't yeah. know. It's it's a weird psychological. And effect. and you don't you 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 you're not lacking for game mechanics. You are at least playing with the same roster of characters as everyone mm. else. You're at least playing with the same guns as everyone else. All the all the way, I'm I'm with you on. I'd rather not be think, thinking about it while I'm trying to play a, a fun game. Yeah. I, I reckon if someone charged me two pounds to play Lost Ark or Diablo Immortal, I wouldn't feel that way. If like if I was if I had to buy it, which is yeah. a really dumb psychological thing but because it's free to play in the first instance that's what gets me because mm. um, I'm not bothered about when I play a game and there's a big expansion pack released or some DLC released that then like, a few people buy and like, where there's new maps for a Call of Duty game like that was I used to love kind of Call of Duty games and playing those if a new map pack came out I might not buy it because I might not have had the, the, the money at that time Yeah, I wouldn't be bothered I'd still play the game so I'd still love it it's the feeling that you think that you owe them something because they've given you something so they might be withholding the best parts from you because you've been too tight to fork out in the first place maybe yeah mm. I'm not too sure interesting maybe. I don't I, I, it, it is a very weird psychological thing and it's yeah. that um, I it's, agree though yeah it's it's. I know there are a bunch of great free to play games out there and um, like you know my partner absolutely adores Pokemon Go very much a free game Same. but yeah but I, I just couldn't I can't and I think it's a weird psychological effect. Um, uh, okay, so um, uh, we, we, we didn't want to have this be completely negative. That is a down attempt. Yeah, yeah, so um, Sorry. let's... Well, while the door's open, we're, okay. about, to, we're about to seal seal shut the, the doors of Room 101. Mm-hmm. Let's, um, let's reach in and see if we can get something back out. Yeah. Is there something that you would like to bring back that appears to have gone the way of the dodo? Maybe someone somewhere in the past decided it was going in room, room 101 and this is your last chance to Indiana Jones-like snag it from before the door closes. Oh, so much. Mine that I'd love to bring back is the land party. Oh, right? yeah. Um, but like, not like, we can go around, we can play games on, or can you all bring our switches around, right? Yeah. That would be great. Or we can come and play mobile games that we can kind of all jump on the same screen. No, not that. I'm talking, you have to like pack up your PC like or your, your PC. big old console. Yeah. You have to bring your own TV or mm. own monitor, yeah. right? You all have to like hook it up with some dodgy electronics somewhere. You're all plugged into one uh, extension cable, right? Yeah. Blow at any second. Yeah. And like you go around in the morning, somebody brings a bunch of snacks or you're all bringing snacks with you and you're like, right, we are here for the next eight hours <laughs> to play a game or maybe two games if we get bored of that first one. Um, and it's an event, right? Yeah. And it's like you've had to earn it by bringing, lugging your stupidly sized piece of hardware around <laughs> yeah. to do it. And uh, that, like, yeah, and no matter, it doesn't matter what the game is, but that that party. Yeah, wrong. take me to the ceiling. Um, um, <laughs> we've all yes, seen absolutely. that. Absolutely, that... guy just duct taped to a ceiling uh, <laughs> to, to play to, to fit into the room. I mean, I only when I used to do LAN parties, I only had a, like a big gaming laptop mm-hmm. that 
overheated constantly so i had to have it was about as big as everyone else's uh, towers because i had to have like a, a a pad that had this enormous cooling fan underneath it so it i was so cool. it was just like an, a huge cooling fan and on top of that uh, was my my laptop but also the laptop's keyboard started to melt so i had to have a, a, a usb keyboard usb mouse and uh, and then like this fan so i'm carrying around basically a tower and and, yeah. <laughs> and keyboard and mouse um but yeah just uh, they were good good times though jade what, what do you think what's what's your um reverse 101 my initial thought was very similar to yours uh, i would bring back kind of going round someone's house just to play the playstation when you've only got one controller so it's like you know you die it's my go yeah gaming um but then i went weirdly specific um, I would probably bring, bring back the Fantasy Star Online service for the GameCube game. Wow. Oh, <laughs> wow, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Or re-release Dream Key, you know, the internet sort of thing for the Dreamcast yes. at the right time. So, obviously, people are still using like uh, modems and stuff then. And yeah. it was just a... Nobody's really familiar enough to understand how, understand how it worked properly. Yeah. So, nobody could set it up. You can even have your Dreamcast keyboard out, and but nobody really knows what's happening on the other end <laughs> or could get it to work. Yeah. If they'd released that at the right time, I, that could have gone flying. We all know Dreamcast died a horrible death, yeah. like, rip. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, th- I would bring that into a timeline where it flourishes. Yeah. Uh, and then also... A- around broadband time. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, do, I do love the fact that, like, power of all game history in Jay's hands is she destroys an entire genre and brings back <laughs> servers for game. one game. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I am who I am. Like, I know what one is room, specific. The power of Room 101 is petty. <laughs> it is. It's, it's yeah, incredibly great. petty. Uh, We're changing the history of the Dreamcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. That would yeah. be nice. Yeah. And, I just think it could have done so well, uh, but just did not. So yeah. <laughs> there we go. There's a missed opportunity, a historical missed opportunity that we uh, mm. we could have could have had something beautiful. Um, mine's super super vague. Mm. I just want collectathons back. I just want games in which my dopa- dopamine comes from, and I know that essentially what I'm looking at here is go and play Fortnite because that's full of it. <laughs> um, but. I want games in which I have 100 gems to pick up in mm-hmm. this this area mm-hmm. and 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 not just 100 gems but four pineapples mm-hmm. and also <laughs> uh, uh 14 golden nuggets mm-hmm. and uh you've got to save 15 um, little lads with big eyes because mm-hmm. uh, they're in cages uh so you got to make sure you look after those guys yes it's generally fairly bad game design in many ways right because it's like it's one objective it's go here go get that thing well done you have done one of 14 things we needed you to do the 17 invisible sausages that only appear on the second time you play the level (laughs) on hard mode yep yep but I the dopamine you get the tiny little dose of dopamine is just right for me mm. right if I'm playing Banjo-Kazooie and I see a, a stream of notes that are going like up the uh, up a hill or, uh, along a path that's clearly marked for me I'm getting dopamine every <laughs> single time I hit one of those notes I'm like and then I'm climbing to the top of a tree and I'm not solving a new puzzle by climbing to the top of the nearby tree mm-hmm. right I'm just enjoying myself <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> What's going up? It's 
July soon? Yeah, it is. It's too soon, maybe. Right, yeah. I know. This month felt like it's flown by. We're already halfway through 2022. Yeah, that's scary, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> but but uh, with the new month come lots of new exciting events. So, it's true. Uh, what's coming up? Does it matter? Ma- ma- do, do you have a list of things that are coming up this month? I've got a list of things. <laughs> so, uh, of course, uh, on July 8th and 9th, like we, like we mentioned uh, last month, we mm. have uh, Ember Expo, uh, which is coming to Commune uh, for the first time um uh, it's gonna be big it's, yeah it's, I hope so. it's gonna be big it's gonna be a a kind of one of the first like physical uh meets uh meetings and and of of, mm. of, of like almost every gaming business in sheffield oh. um uh that are going to be there displaying there are going to be talks as far as i understand it mm-hmm. there's going to be uh, ember a a social media for gamers that's going to be going to be uh, displayed there mm-hmm. connor you're going to be running some uh talks yeah so so what i'll say so if you are listening to this podcast and you either want to be involved in kind of the games community in sheffield or want to kind of meet other kind of fellow game fans whether that's kind of you know tabletop games or video games or any of the other games in between um or you do actually kind of fully kind of work in games and you want to kind of meet other people that might kind of work in games come on down on friday the uh, july the 8th um, because there's going to be uh, the chance to kind of network with a bunch of other people to meet kind of everybody that we've been meeting with um, in the Sheffield Games Collective so far and just kind of catch up and kind of, you know, get to know each other's names and put some names to faces. And um, yeah, and it's going to be, I think, something really exciting and it's really, really fun. And there will be the chance for you to kind of present as well what it is you're doing and, you know, if there's any way that we can help. So the Sheffield Games Collective is just a collection of businesses, people that get together. We don't kind of, we, there's no money involved. There's no kind of it's membership no, required. Like you don't, you don't need to sign up and to kind of make sure that you do this thing, do that thing. Um, it's designed just for us to get together and help each other out. Like yeah. that's literally it. There's no big agenda apart from no, no. To, uh, to, to, to help each other and to meet each other and to yes. uh, generally foster good feelings in the gaming space. Yeah, hang <laughs> out and be nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jade, mm-hmm. uh, Ember's going to be uh, going to be usable on the day, right? Yeah, that's. I think that's the biggest news I've got for us this month. Um, the Ember app will be ready for people to, to have a play with when you get to the event. So it's the first time that we won't just be saying, "Hey guys, go to this website," and then they see the website, and then that's that's about it. Yeah, you can actually use the app when you get there, which is really really exciting for us. It's been a long time coming. Um, but yeah, the, the dev team have worked really hard, obviously alongside Max, and we now have something available for people to actually, it's like a tangible thing, and yes. you, can, you can see how it works, and I'm sure you're all going to love it, but yeah, that's that's my big news. Exciting. That's amazing. Like, even in even in like previous incarnations that, that I've seen, it's been like, I've really felt like it's a use case for Ember, you know, like mm-hmm. just... I remember when we were trying to buy each other Christmas presents uh, for, the, for, the, for the Sheffield Gaming community, and we were just like... What am I going to buy this person? Oh wait, I can go on their Ember profile. And just look, <laughs> look at what games they like. <laughs> That's, that is a good way to use it. To be fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you'll be able to be able to explore that. It's really, really good stuff. Come on down on the Friday. Let's chat. Like we'll all be there. We'll, we'll be playing games. There'll be some fun stuff being displayed on the Saturday as well. And there's going to be a bunch of different things being displayed. There's going to be some kind of tournaments. Lots of kind of video games you can play. There's I think there's even like an esports tournament with a money prize yeah. there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as a bunch of kind of uh, board game representation as well. Um, and even kind of escape room representation. 
Collection, um, which is the Great Escape, have recently joined the collective, um, yes. and they're fantastic. One of the premier escape rooms in the country, and there's yeah. quite a few of them spread across the country. Started in Sheffield, um, and they're going to be there as well. So that should be really fun. So lots and lots of stuff going on, um, and just yeah, very exciting uh, event. So come along on on Friday evening between I think it's between 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. or 8 p.m. No, it's 4, 4 and 8 p.m. 4, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Friday, July the 8th. And then from 11.30 until 8 p.m. on Saturday, July the 9th. Um, it's just free, open to all. Just come along and yeah. let's meet up. And the after party at Meltdown as well once we've uh, we've wrapped up, I think, mm. on the Saturday. So yeah, that's where we'll, we're all we'll be heading down. over to uh, over to Meltdown. and uh... One Gintendo, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there'll be, there'll be lots of them. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there both days. So um, uh, obviously, the main draw to this event is people meeting me. Cool. Um, and Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was a joke. You can, yeah, you, can you can laugh. You're allowed to laugh at jokes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just, it just sounded so cold. Like. Um, uh, the yeah. Uh, so if you wanna if you wanna see us, then um, we'll be around. I bet. I bet. We'll be around. I think this will be the only sort of event where people might see me in ra- real life as well, like because they, you know you might have caught, caught my Twitch streams or something, or you might see me in the Ember Discord. But real life is a bit of a, a rare Pepe situation. So yeah, yeah we'll, mm-hmm. I think we'll, we'll we'll all be there for the, the two days, won't we? So yeah, it'll be awesome. It'll be it'll be very nice to see you all there. Uh, moving on, uh, although slightly earlier in the month, uh, we have a meetup. A con uh, is coming to Sheffield, um, oh. and uh, it is for the uh, the computer game show. If it's a, a, a very popular podcast um, that uh, I'm sure many of you have heard of, um, uh, and uh, they. Notably, this isn't a podcast that's like based in Sheffield. They're coming here specifically because they 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 Cause they want the to. Game yeah, the game because, because exactly, Sheffield but. is a gaming town, uh, city, I should say, and. Um, uh, like uh, so, they're that's going to be starting at Quasar, and they're going to do like four hours at Quasar, um, and then uh, they are going moving on to Meltdown, which is the place de jour of, mm-hmm. to to be um, to be the place to be on uh, for for after parties and general meetups apparently because every every good event that I have attended so far has ended up having an after party at Meltdown yeah same um, <laughs> so that is on the 2nd of July you can get tickets on Eventbrite over there um, and uh, yeah go and uh, if, if you're a fan of those podcasts go and uh, go and head over and see what if you can uh, meet some like minded uh, individuals and yeah. also the creators of, of the uh, computer game, game show we just said like Sheffield is the game in town yeah. right? it's the biggest world's biggest town slash city. Um, it's not just for video games as well, because actually on the 3rd of July, uh, uh, there's going to be a, another kind of event, which is called the Joy of Six, which is actually the world's largest event for miniature kind of, and I'm talking miniature, miniature kind of wargaming. So this is called the Joy of Six. It's based on six millimeter kind of miniature figures. They're tiny. Um, they so are tiny, tiny little boys. Um, <laughs> but there's a bunch of them from all across the world that are coming over to Sheffield and are going to be just showcasing all their different games as well. Oh, and it's my kind goodness. of, it is, I mean, I guess it's kind of a niche, but it's not that niche community, actually. Yeah. I think it's, there, are, there are thousands of people. I mean, the mini community in Sheffield is just grown massively I, I think we've got like there's so many places selling minis now yeah so at Sheffield Hallam uh, University on 3rd of July um, if you are interested in kind of miniature wargaming head on down to there and there is some really exciting stuff um, and just search the Joy of Six event 
on uh, on Google and you find more information there as well. The biggest event about little models. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Why was that so sweet? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, after that, on, on the 6th of July, we've got um, uh, Game Night at the Library. Now, I wanted to mention this. Despite having been onto the, uh, the Eventbrite page and seen that all the tickets are already gone, mm-hmm. uh, because um, I just think it's great that they, firstly, that this is a night that runs every month mm-hmm. um, and uh, they're Gamebrarians that they call them nice. um, kind of have extensive use of the um, the large collection of board games they have over at the uh, at Sheffield Central Lending Library um, and every month they run a they choose three new games to kind of show off to and, and to teach uh-huh. um, uh, new people who, who attend this event uh, those tickets are free um, but as I said uh, they are already gone <laughs> uh, so keep <laughs> your month, eyes maybe. out yeah next month that's it uh, yeah. like because it's monthly because it's uh, repeating uh, it's worth knowing about that it's going on because yeah. it's there, those people are there really great and like they're, they're, they're gamebrarians I'm, no I can't say that with a straight face <laughs> um, but like they, they, they choose really good games and yeah. from, what I, from, what I, from what I gather is some of the games there are some of actually not just old, old games that they have in the library no they are some like the cutting edge kind yeah. of new games coming out that they test out so that's really absolutely fun. yeah um, uh, uh, and uh, for the uh, for me I've got a list here of, uh, of course, the, the treehouse uh, stuff that's going to be going on. Yeah, um, treehouse lots of events. Give us, give, give us the breakdown. Yes, so on the tenth, uh, we've got a we've got Playtest UK who come cool. uh, every month, uh, and uh, so come down for that if you want to. Uh, it is uh, free to attend, and basically what you'll be doing is uh, uh, testing uh, or, or like testing someone else's uh, game that they've designed that's in a prototype stage, uh-huh. or uh, talking about game design with uh, other uh, designers, people with a uh, kind of a head for design or indeed if you have a prototype you'd like to display just come on down bring it down and uh, teach some people your game and watch them play it um, to get some good feedback on that um, that runs uh, basically uh, all uh, for, for a big part of the evening on um, the uh, on the 10th then cool um, we have after that uh, uh, the, a week later we've got um, these are these are on Sundays by the way mm-hmm. um, uh, we have uh, social gaming on the 17th these going to be transport themed games um, so if you want to come over and you haven't got I've actually met a few people in the, in the past uh, month who have uh, come to the treehouse and said can I just sit at a table and play games with people and I'm like not really how this works yeah. usually people bring their own friends yeah. but um <laughs> There is one one night a month that you can go and do this, and it is for the standard cover charge that we have. So uh, tickets are six pounds, which is just the, the same as a normal session, mm-hmm. and you will uh, have a curated selection of our, our games. And you'll sit down with uh, new people who you might not have met before, or you might have met before have been to an event before, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and you uh, will be taken through a bunch of uh, transport th- themed games. Um, uh, there are a lot of those. Um, mm. They are uh, in vogue right now. Is is transport themed uh, board games, and um, uh, there's a lot of really exciting ones. Um, anyway, after that, uh, on the 18th, the day after that, on the Monday, we, we normally close on Mondays. Um, we have the graphic novel reading room. That is a um, a really really cool initiative in which a, a, a just a library of. Um, uh, graphic novels uh, get brought out and you can just sit in the quiet and just enjoy some peace and, and reading a graphic novel and a cup of tea uh, with a cup of tea exactly mm. and I tell you what like a lot of people haven't really touched on the, the, the genre of graphic novels and it's well worth it you know mm-hmm. like it, it, it's there's there's such variety mm-hmm. uh, in in graphic novels that if you think it's just you know like 
superheroes punching each other you've got another thing coming there's some really really lovely uh, cute funny uh, touching uh, sad stories that get told through graphic novels in perfect ways that really really uh, will really make you smile so um, uh, if you uh, you can go over to um, uh, treehouseshefield.com and find out more about that on our what's on uh, list Uh, finally um, this month we have finally had delivery of Blood on the Clock Tower a, a hotly anticipated partially by Connor um, uh, game which is like a giant game of uh, werewolf um, uh, kind of like that kind of one night werewolf a hidden roll game where everyone's doing a different thing there's a game master with a huge tome uh, like as, a, as a storyteller and you have like 20 people playing it we're going to be running um, uh, events for that uh, upcoming we have one th- the end of this month uh, but an, an, which is June unfortunately that will have passed by the time this, this podcast comes out but by that time, do check uh, the do keep an eye on the uh, Treehouse socials because we will be uh, creating more events for that um, for hopefully for the, for for the end of July. Oh, it's less a game, more theatre experience. This very much so. Yeah, that's really very exciting. Cool, awesome. I think uh, the National Video Game Museum um, will also be opening at the end of July for their summer period as well. So I think from the twentieth of July, take a look. They uh, probably have some kind of fun things on there. If you are if you have the kids and you're looking for some, something for them to do, the NBM will be open every single day throughout the summer holidays as well so um, there'll always be slots for you to kind of jump in there as well unless it sells out which it might do so mm, you might want to prep in advance um, I don't know it's not it's not my job anymore <laughs> uh, it used to be um, but, and, 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 and also uh, Patriot Games where we are at today for the game swap we'll be running a couple of events a couple of events over July as well um, including having their, their own Playtest UK event also on Monday the 18th of July and on the 23rd of July they'll also be hosting Free RPG Day You've yeah. been to a free RPG day before? Uh, yeah, and and they're they're great because uh, like I don't know if you ever come across Free Comic Books Day where mm-hmm. people just turn up to comic book shops and they've been given a bunch of little comics that you can just take home with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, free RPG day is very very similar um, uh, in that you can go in and at, at Patriot I believe they'll be running some of these games. The game the, the day will be full of uh, little one shot adventures that you can run in various different tabletop RPGs, but. Um, on top of that um, you have uh, little modules that you can take home with you so if you're just looking for some uh, like extra little booklets to, to inspire you for your um, uh, tabletop role-playing game or you just want to run a little a little one-shot adventure for your friends then um, those RPG uh, the, the free RPG day is really really nice for that and uh, Patriot do it in style I think this this year yeah, particularly in that new space. Which yes, absolutely. Fantastic. And that's there's probably lots more things going on in July as well. Um, take a look at the Sheffield.Games website and you'll find a list of everything. Well, hopefully everything that's kind of going on. We'll make sure we'll make sure it's up on there. Um, if not, take a look in maybe the description for this podcast as well. There's yeah. some stuff in there as well. Fantastic. Okay, Jade, we're finishing up for the month now, but uh, where can people find you between now and the Ember Games Expo? Uh, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do, at the Noxbear. Um, I do also have a Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash Noxbear, so you can get me on either of those. Awesome. And Matt, whereabouts can people find you online? Um, I'm at Matt Speaks Words on Twitter, uh, as well as if you want to hear more of me, you can always go over to uh, Life's Pitch Podcast, which is a podcast in which we pitch movies based on uh, titles given to us by our audience um, and uh, make the best movies that will never get made. Um, uh, you can find that over at 
at Life's a Pitch Show on Twitter or uh, Life's a Pitch Podcast on Facebook. Um, but uh, other than that, yeah, just at Matt Speaks Words on Twitter is the best place to find me. Um, and of course, I must, uh, uh, by contract, uh, invite you to go over to treehousesheffield.com uh, in order to uh, see what's going, going on over at the Treehouse. Awesome. Fantastic. And if you want to, uh, if you ever want to kind of catch up with me or see what stupid things I have to post on my own Twitter account, uh, my Twitter is at ChronoCleon as well. Or if not, just check out the Sheffield Games Collective accounts as well, both on Twitter and Instagram and on our website, Sheffield.Games. You can see just everything that we're up to on there. Uh, otherwise, thank you all for listening and we shall see you next month. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sheffield Gaming Podcast. For more information on the Sheffield Games Collective, follow us over at Sheffield Gaming on Twitter, Sheffield Games on Instagram, and at our website, sheffield.games. Our incredible intro and outro were provided to us by Harley over at harleylikesmusic.com. Harley